The following message is the opinions of the hosts and may be considered a conspiracy. Viewer discretion is advised. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage, born into a prison that you cannot smell or taste or touch. A prison for your mind. I don't know where that came from. How do I know that? And it turned out that nobody knew it. And I was getting really freaked. With the right conditions, we have an inversion. That's when I first started saying, they don't know. Nobody really knows. This whole thing is a big sham. And what you're seeing here is a we accept the reality of the world with which we're presented. It's as simple as that. Okay, guys, welcome. Episode number 11 of Unearthing 5D Reality. Um, as you guys can tell uh, uh, with the title of the video today, me and Derek are going to be going at um, chemtrails. We're going to be going at the fact that this is obvious to a lot of the truth community, but um, from the scientific community, from the government, well, you'll be called a, you know, a, a crackhead, you get the crack, put the crack pipe down. There's not, people aren't spraying you like you'll, you'll get that a lot when you actually try to bring this up with the people that are still under the agent Smith effect, protecting their people that are actually poisoning them and their children. So today me and, um, Derek have gathered a lot of information. We spent the last week gathering, um, a lot of current and, um, uh, previous timeline of kind of when the idea of spraying the atmosphere came into everybody's minds, why, and we kind of just want to comprehensively go over, um chemtrails for everybody so that this is an episode that maybe you can share with somebody that doesn't believe in chemtrails or or so on from there so um welcome Derek do you have anything for the people watching for the intro well I just wanted to thank everybody for being here thank you all for your support whether you're a member or you're just here to pass by we we welcome you we're happy you're here um all we're trying to do in any of our episodes is we're just trying to present the information that's out there, and we want you to think about it. We want you to digest it and, and do what fits right with you. You know when you look up and you see this crisscross of white in your sky and your sky is no longer blue, uh, there's something going on, okay? They, don't let these people tell you. Don't let me tell you. Think about it for yourself. But just look at these things, be observant, point them out when you see them and talk to people about them because awareness is the only way that this is going to change. And the, the least amount of attention this gets, the longer they could go about it. So uh, what Caleb and I are trying to do in this episode is just encourage you and give you the ammunition you're going to need to be able to properly debate the people who are going to try to tell you that you're just a crackpot for uh, making an observation. It's, it's nothing but an observation. Your eyes are not deceiving you. You are not looking at ice particles in the upper atmosphere that happen from condensed airplanes flying through and compressing the air. That's not what's happening, okay? Uh, and you, you're perfectly capable of understanding that. You are perfectly capable of breaking through the brainwash. And we just want to encourage you to, to be yourself and to, to attack this thing 
the way it needs to. We encourage you to just look up, honestly, yeah, look up. and right. instead of just you know looking at your phone. If like the fact that I'm still seeing videos, I don't know about you, Derek, but I'm still seeing videos today in today's age where they're still like confident enough to crisscross the sky in these bigger cities where they're just creating like grid patterns. So we that's exactly what um, me and Derek our goal today to go over is to completely expose and make this so obvious that this is going on that nobody can refute this we are obviously being sprayed with heavy metals and the scientific community in the latter day in the 20th century they're admitting it and we're going to fully go over all of the people all of the actors all the people that are propped up going on talk shows and such but um to start off the episode in the first hour um we're not we maybe not take up the full first hour going over history um but we want to give a, a comprehensive timeline for everybody to kind of realize how they brought this in how they propped it up because they've kind of gone back and forth between we're not doing this we are doing this we're planning on doing this it's been really interesting to research this and actually go um backwards to see what they were saying yeah it's it's unbelievable this like anything that we present on our show it's not easy to research. They always bury the truth amongst all of the lies, and they make the truth something that gets ridiculed by the public. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to walk you through what led to this. What is it? Why is it so hard to detect? Uh, you know, like many people will pull samples and say there's nothing being sprayed because there's nothing showing up on our tests. But what you're going to learn in this episode is that these are normal particles they're spraying these people are spraying a very specific nanoparticle that is interacting with your body because it's made from human dna it's made from human cells and depending on what cells they they used to make these particles uh they they perform differently so you're actually going to learn about morgellons disease in this episode which is a synthetic life form that's made from silica and human dna that does not have an origin that they claim to be on earth. They even go as far as saying this, this parasite is not from earth uh, because it's silicon life form. And this is happening from the spraying that your skin is absorbing when you walk just to get your mail or you do your job, whatever it is, you're exposing yourself to these harmful nanoparticles that we are all engulfed in. Yeah, and you're gonna and they were using this in wars with ancient um, orange, right? Is is it ancient orange? I might be getting that wrong, but they're literally spraying this over. Not this specifically, but this type of a chemical warfare was being used in our history, and and they literally banned it. But now the only re, the only way you're allowed to spray people with heavy metals is if it's in the name of science and research. Well, and. Like, if you were to look it up, it's called Operation Ranch Hand. This is when the United States sprayed Agent Orange over the food crops over Vietnam uh, to control the people through controlling their food. Uh, they actually even, to this day, will claim that Agent Orange is safe to drop on crops. Oh, my God. And they'll, they'll actually go as far as telling you that it is something that can be used to control the people. Uh, they they really do think we are stupid. They really expect you to not think about any of the things that they're telling you. And all we are trying to do is get you to think. 
When I research, the more I research this, and you might feel the exact same way, Derek, but the more I feel like this is so related to the heliocentric um, model being propped up and everything, and them just acting like flat earthers are the dumbest idiots in the entire world, but we have all the evidence. Like, this is, like, very similar, oddly. It was very similar, because when you actually research this, there's tons of evidence. People were going and doing the work, and um, me and Derek, we are definitely, I definitely want to do a water test, um, in mine i want to just grab tap water from my house and get it tested it, like derek weren't you saying it should cost like 150 200 or something like that yeah absolutely and also there's a, a website i'll try to post it uh, but there's a website where you could put in your zip code and see what's your what's in your water as far as the government's concerned and uh the i'm where i'm at we're supposed to have some of the cleanest water in the country and we're uh level five contaminant here in my town wow yeah. And- yeah. Well, well, where I was going with that is that if we can start doing some tests and we can post our results and everything, maybe and I, and I can go hike and get some. I can go get some snow from because uh, I live in Utah. I could go on a hike because it's snowing here like right now. Actually, oddly enough, it's snowing right now. Um, in well, not oddly. I guess it's getting into the winter months, but in October, usually it's not snowing right now. But either way, I could go and and do a test like that. I could gather some snow and we could start doing tests, but. What I'm trying to get at is that I would like to motivate the community to start doing this and and start maybe posting on their social networks, their test results, because this, at the end of the day, you're going to realize what me and um, Derek are going to tell you guys about aluminum poisoning, barium poisoning, all of these toxic metals that we are consuming every day. If If you live, if you breathe, you're consuming it. Um, you're going to find out that this is something that is extremely dangerous. Um, they, the scientists literally openly admit, like David Keith, he's the main guy that's propped up. Um, he openly admits that you, we cannot model the effects of this. We cannot model how the, it's going to come down. We can't model the effects on insects, the effects on fish, the effects on anything and we're going to go over all those effects so um but um derek if we can i'd love to start building the timeline a little bit for everybody um just kind of when they started bringing this up when did this start from your research so from what i found was they they wanted to warm the world up at first this was when it all started they wanted to be able to warm up the arctic so that they could drill oil this is all intertwined with nasa big oil and your government which, if I can just interject, because this is so funny, now they're doing it and saying that they're blocking out radiation and and gonna cool. So they were doing it to war. Like it's gone back and forth, <laughs> like so much. People do not realize, but I I can't wait to paint the picture. Sorry to interject. Oh, you're good. Yeah, no, it really is just so baffling when you dig into this to see that this is something everybody knew about back in the '60s was that they wanted to warm up the earth. Uh, and it wasn't until they did a little research and found, figured that their CO2 is warming the Earth. And in the early 70s, they they found that the Earth was naturally warming on its own due to its own natural rhythms. The Earth is alive and it goes through s- seasons and different things as well as anything that's alive. And so they they started to realize that the Earth itself was warming. And they decided then that, oh, it's no longer a good idea for us to be spraying these things. So they they moved their idea to controlling the weather. And this is where HARP comes from. This is where all of these different, uh, like they actually use the high energy frequency from HARP, which is a device in Alaska. There's seven or eight of them around the world. 
and they beam high energy into the upper part of our atmosphere and it creates high and low pressure systems uh, from the energy moving through that generate, they actually control the jet streams. They could push a storm away from you. They could bring a storm into you. They could spray stuff into the air that actually causes rain clouds to form and cause rain. And this is all back in this early 70s. They had this technology and like anything good, they pervert it. They went from the potential of bringing rain to climates that need rain to removing snow from climates that are being blizzard. Uh, and they, they turned it into a, a war machine. And they actually came up with an idea by 2025, the, the United States Air Force wrote a document saying that they wanted to own the weather. They wrote this document in 1996 and they started seat cloud seeding and trying What's the name of that document for everybody owning the weather by 2025. It's a, it's a United States Air Force document and it talks about wep- weaponizing the weather. So prior to the government's writing this paper that they were potentially going to use it for good, but like anything, they it's been perverted and now they're using they're keeping rain away from California. They're flooding certain spots. Our government's been accused of causing hurricanes, of causing earthquakes, and they're doing all of this through the frequency that they control through HARP and through other high-energy weapons, for lack of a better word, that they're using against the public. And nobody, all of the people who are spraying you, all of the people who are doing this, their children are out there. Mm-hmm. What like What is making these people... How, what is wrong with them that they could get in an airplane and fly over cities of children, of elderly, of their family, and just dump these dangerous chemicals onto these people? It's- if, I can, if I can interject, that's my biggest thing that bothers me about this topic because um, – and I, and I do want to play the clip of Joe Rogan in the first hour talking about chemtrails because it's hilarious. Um, but – in in a YouTube video with Joe, and and basically he's the gatekeeper. From what I'm researching, like I just he's like the gatekeeper for all of the little liberals or the in betweens or the Republicans. Like he's his little podcast is the gate the best gatekeeping site of all time. But basically, when I listen to him or anybody else talk about the chemtrail idiots or the you know the chemtrail conspiracy theorists, quote unquote, that they think we are. Um, when they fully probably understand that there's tons of science to back this and tests and things like that. But that's the main thing that Joe Rogan goes over is that's he's like, if if there's actually people up in the atmosphere spraying us with chemicals, killing us, they live down here, too. Their kids live down here, their family, their grandma. That's like their biggest argument as as to why they will never believe that chemtrails are actually happening is because why would they do that to their kids? But it's the same thing as NASA or any other compartmentalized operation that is killing us all like 5G towers. Like you could ask the same question about the people that are going up and fixing 5G towers. They're having the effects. They're not able to sleep. I'm sure sure they're depressed maybe they're not they're not correlating what these effects are coming from but it's the same type of idea we could even go as far as to say look at adolf hitler look at stalin look what those people were able to convince people to do and it's at the end of the day it's it, they could be saying oh well, my boss told me to you know i could lose my job 
what about my kids? How am I going to pay my bills? I, I, you know, this is my job for the government, you know, like, like literally that, that's the worst argument ever. Cause it, you could ask the same thing about so many different categories of life. So that argument makes me sick that, Oh, why would they do that? And also, don't you think if these people are, are do realize that they're spraying heavy metals and things like that, they can figure out the um, side effects of, of this buildup in your body, dementia, Alzheimer's, things like that. Um, don't you think they know how to get it out of them? Well, that's they what probably I... they probably have researched how to pull it out of you, and um, they know like it's not affecting them, and, and they're giving that to their kids. Like there's simple answers to this, but they act like it's so elaborate. Well, the simple answer to it is everything is frequency, and when you match something's frequency, you could increase the rate of its vibration. And when you're matching uh, the frequency to something negative and you increase the rate of vibration, it actually breaks down. This is what Rife machines do. Uh, if, you, if you've never heard of a Rife machine, go look into them. They're a very, very amazing machine that cures 100% of the people. I'm not making a health claim. Do your own research. Uh, but the way it works is it actually increases the frequency of a very specific frequency of whatever is damaging your body. And in doing so, it kills these things. So, and this is why they're hiding these things from the public, because as you were saying earlier, these people, they have to pay for their home. They have to pay for their car. What are they going to do if they don't have a job? What are they going to do if their employer, who's the government, decides to delete them? You, you think that these people have an easy out, that there's no way that they, no repercussions for these people coming out and saying, hey, we can't do this, or hey, this is dangerous. No, they could they could harm their family. They could cause them to lose everything. These people are just like you and I. Why don't you stop working? Why don't you stop doing this? Why? It's because you need to. Because what are we going to do without work, right? Because they built a system where we are all dependent on so that they can control us by threatening to remove your ability to survive in the system. That in itself is enough to make people do anything crazy. Now, if there is a cure like Rife Machine Frequencies, then that better encourages them to do it because they need their job and they, their kids aren't being harmed by it. So, Hey, let's do this or EMF. There's tons of EMF radiation blocks and different uh, minerals that you could take that will actually reverse these things. So to, to make that entire assumption that they would never do it because their family lives here is ignorant because to these people would not be creating stuff like this unless that they knew how to protect themselves from the thing that they're going in. My biggest concern is this has to be above the government, which if you follow any of our TikToks, you guys know that uh, they, these people are way above what we, what we even know. They're, they're above government. They're above the 13 families. These people are up there. Uh, and they use their power to get other governments to do these different things because these chemtrails are found all over the world. Weather modification is found everywhere. And it's not being used for good. They're using it against us. Yeah, isn't it weird that all of the governments are doing it like the, like all of them, like pretty much all nations are like doing some sort of geoengineering in the sky. It's really interesting. But let's paint um, a picture. Let's, sorry to sidetrack you, but let's go back to painting a picture for everybody, kind of the history. Um, and maybe if I can get you to talk a little bit about NASA's involvement, because a lot of people might not realize that NASA has programs like CARE. Um, I can't remember the exact what CARE stands for, but it's basically what they're shooting aerosols. They're admitting to sh it's crazy, but 
but um, I'll let Derek, uh, let's build a little bit more of a timeline. Um, maybe some of the uh, like operations, Skyfire, things like that. Let's kind of um, t- let's talk a little bit more about the history and the older ones if we can. Yeah, so essentially since the early 70s, NASA has been spraying these chemicals into the atmosphere to study the solar winds and this and that. They've openly been admitting to spraying these different chemicals. Future plans of federal agencies and weather and climate modifications. So this this stems all the way back to the 60s when the government realized that they could not only use chemicals to create rain and wind and these different things, they could even reverse a hurricane and make it spin the other direction. Okay, so for all of the globe people out there, that that might hurt your feelings. Uh, But they can. And NASA has been involved with this the entire time. So uh, in 1954, the the entire idea of cloud seeding and controlling the weather came into existence through Project Fight Fire, Project Skywater, Project Cumulus. These are all different uh, projects that our government's actually funded with your tax dollars to learn how to cloud seed to learn how to move clouds out, to turn turn uh, twisters and hurricanes around and make them not there. There's actually tons of like speculation and it's has not been proven, they say, but uh, that's the weather manipulation through these different cloud seeding experiments actually caused the Lindmouth flood, which was caused by Project Cumulus, where the, the cloud seeding that the government did actually caused deaths and tons of flooding and it ruined agricultural and different parts of uh, the UK. And this, they've got so many of these different projects that they launched between 1950 and 1970, where they were spraying these different chemicals, they're dropping CO2 through the sky. And the reaction of putting CO2 in the sky would cause rain. And they, they've been doing this for, for decades to control the weather. And they've actually turned it into a control the people project. Yeah, that's what's so funny is like people nowadays, they don't even realize like they they'll openly say like, no, they're not controlling the weather and they're not causing rainfall. Like people are so unaware to what is going on, but there's a whole history to this. And um, with Project Cumulus, I'll just give you guys a little bit of an idea here. I just want to read it to everybody. Project Cumulus was a 1950s UK government initiative to investigate weather manipulation and particle through cloud seeding experiments. Known jokingly internally as Operation Witch Doctor, the project was operational between 1949 and 1952. A conspiracy theory has circulated claiming that the Linmouth flood that Derek was talking about was caused by Project Cumulus. This claim is to ultimately, this claim is unproven, they're saying. And to tell you guys what happened, Basically here, when I'm reading over Linmouth disaster, the Linmouth disaster, rain fell for 24 hours, essentially. Um, it killed like 32 people and multiple buildings were knocked down. There was so much rainfall. So obviously they didn't fully figure out um, <laughs> the levels of what they're supposed to put, how much they're supposed to put. But I think now in today's age, over you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, they've got it refined down. 250 cool. times the normal August rainfall in 1952. Uh, let me say 250. 50x in the month of august in 1952 they saw that much more rainfall that year um obviously these guys are controlling the weather 
um, at this point. And, and like they said, I think they have, I think they've gotten to a point where they can control the weather and they've got it. They, maybe they, maybe they figured it out before 2025. Yeah, they, they've definitely had to go through their critical learning space where they had to find out exactly how much to put in the atmosphere, but the entire motivation behind creating these different uh, cloud seeding things wasn't to bring food. It wasn't to bring water to areas that could grow food. They've been telling us for decades that there's not enough land to grow food on. Well, that's horse wash. If these people can control the weather, why are they using it for things like bogging down enemy movement or incriminating the water flow in rivers and streams to hinder or stop enemy moving, uh, clearing fog from the airfield so they could see where to drop bombs? Like nothing about this was about good. And the potential for good was we could have exited uh, California went through a massive drought that caused massive issues and crops dying. Places have been over flooded that caused crops to, to die. And we could be using this for good. This is what we are really trying to get you to understand is the technology that is being used and suppressed by our government would change everything. But because it's in the hands of these evil corporations and these people who only care about profit, it's being used against us. And it's being used in war and they just, they don't want you or I to be able to benefit from proper rainfall or from bringing an oasis to a desert to help people who are struggling. There's heat waves that kill people. There's floods that kill people. And our government has the ability to prevent these things. And your tax dollars are going to these projects going into harm people and not help people. Yeah, and I really want to reiterate how powerful it would be to fully manipulate the weather and be able to manipulate the weather everywhere on our flat earth that we live on. Because um, the earth is flat for anybody that's new. If you haven't listened to our older episodes and you're just listening to this one as your first episode, yes, the earth is flat. Nuclear bombs are fake. Um, there's a lot to figure out. There's a lot going on. But yes, if they were able to control the weather everywhere on the level realm that we live in, like that that could create a nation that could easily take over the entire world like people i don't think people realize the ramifications and what could what could happen from somebody any i don't think anybody but god should own the weather or i don't think it should be up to anybody but the natural processes of earth and it's um we're not on that schedule anymore guys the implications of us actually taking weather into our own hands is devastating uh, the amount of of deaths and livestock and food crop loss and all of those things that we are enduring because of this, make no mistake, these people are controlling the jet streams, they're controlling hurricanes, they're controlling earthquakes, they are doing all of these things because if you live in fear, you're easier to control. If you can't go out and grow your own food because the earth produces for you, you need them. And this is what they want. They they are at war with you. They're at war with Caleb and they're, they're at war with me. These people are, there's a war on humanity and they are using the natural abilities of this earth, this beautiful flat level plane we exist on to, to turn us on each other, to make us more animalistic through fear of loss. And in doing so, they've perfectly been able to brainwash the people into attacking anybody who tries to end the system because they are afraid that without the system, they won't exist. And that's just wrong, but this is what we're experiencing. Yep. 
And let's, I want to talk a little bit about kind of the, their narrative. And because if anybody, if you want to have a really good laugh, just look up Joe Rogan talking about chemtrails or um, contrails. He has this guy on that's literally a video game designer. I don't know why I had a video game designer on to talk about chemtrails, but um, not, not the, not the, not the strong point of what we're trying to get at here. Um, that is the funniest shiz ever. I want to play just um, a little bit from what he says and then i want me and derek to start just um destroying the idea that this is a contrail but this is how this is what obviously everybody that's listening to this podcast should know by now that joe rogan is propped up he's not teaching anybody anything new he might have some good little tidbits here and there he's a gatekeeper he's way more gatekeeping than like alex jones though he like is like liberal like this dude is a clown um listen to this dude talk about chemtrails and contrails like when you look up in the sky and you see this crisscross. Um, what people need to understand is just because you feel like when you look up in the sky and you see this crisscross patterns that they're spraying you. Mm-hmm. No one's spraying you. Yeah. This is just a, a natural reaction to jet engines and condensation in the atmosphere and the heat and the moisture of the jet engine. That's all it is. They're- Which is absolute insanity. Um we're going to read uh, – I want Derek to read the definition of contrails, and then I want to give um, a personal experience of where I – because I've lived in multiple states. I've lived in states with humidity. I lived in Texas, Dallas, Texas, which had over 100% humidity during the summers. Um, I've lived in Utah, which is a desert essentially. So I've seen both, and I've watched a lot of planes from Dallas because Dallas has a really big airport. But um, Derek, can you tell everybody what is a contrail to the mainstream narrative? Yeah, so if you were to just believe what they tell you, they're going to tell you that a contrail or a vapor trail, they are line-shaped clouds produced by aircraft engine exhaust or changes in air pressure. Okay, like you need an airplane to do that, but we're going to neither here nor there. Typically, an <laughs> aircraft cruising altitude several miles above the Earth's surface, contrails are composed mostly of water in the form of ice crystals i I want you guys to think about what they're expecting you to believe okay these people are trying to expect you to believe that an airplane flies through the atmosphere condenses the air inside of the hot engine this hot engine spits this condensed water out and it turns into ice okay even if that were the case why are they hanging out all day Why do they expand outwards and cause a white sky? How is it that ice could float above our head while we're moving thousands of miles an hour, mind you, uh, and maintain their shape when ice would melt? They're they're higher up in the atmosphere. There's less, less atmosphere for them to go through. So there's more solar radiation because their, their entire argument on why we need this is to reflect solar radiation. So if you were to believe that this is ice and you were to believe their narrative, you would have to accept the fact that ice does not last all day. Like ice does not separate out and turn into a big fog. Ice does not turn your entire sky white. And airplanes do not fly in crisscross fashion. <laughs> it's, it's such a joke, dude. Aircraft condensation trails. This is from the World Meteorological Organization. Um, this is uh, you're gonna love this, Derek. Aircraft condensation trails, contrails that have persisted for at least ten minutes will be given the name of the genus Cirrus, followed only by the special cloud name Homo genitus. So a contrail will be known as a Cirrus 
homogenitus. As new or recently formed aircraft condensation trails may undergo a fairly rapid state of change and may display a variety of transient shapes, no species, varieties, or supplementary features will be applied to the name. And they literally show a picture of the grid of like like um, they're doing a pattern where they're crisscrossing each other. They're doing the full-on pattern. This is what they're propping up to everybody that this is a condensation trail. But I want everyone to think about that. Think about what the claim is here. They're claiming that the contrails are are caused because of humidity levels in the air. So the the plane and you'll if you listen to because I listened to unfortunately my ears they were really pissed off by the end of the seventeen minute video. And yes, I believe it was exactly seventeen minutes that I watched Joe Rogan talk about and spew nonsense about contrails. <laughs> but that is their narrative: is that like the the plane goes through this um, patch in different patches of humidity, and then that's what creates the contrail through the engine. But as we've all seen, if everybody is not living under a rock, and if you spend any time outside, which I during this summer, I spent average two hours a day meditating and hanging outside grounding. Um, that's what I like to do. I'm weird. Um, and I watched a lot of chemtrails and I, I watched it every time they were doing it. And some planes are not giving off even a contrail, the little one that's disappearing behind it. Some are not giving off um, the long ones. Like they, there's no way that this is caused by humidity or it would all be the same across the board. Like they expect this to be so stupid and just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, the, the scientist, the meteorological um organization has figured it out guys no it's definitely just a surus homogenitis it's a complete joke um the the fact that people even believe this that this is just condensation in the sky but we're seeing one disappear really close right after the plane is going and then we're seeing some persist and create just clouds of chemicals that are creating rainbows when the sun's light is passing through it this is a complete joke at the end of the day well, Sorry, that was long-winded. Oh, you're good. But, like, I just hope everybody understands that the higher you go, the less humid it is. And so that in itself just does not exactly make any sense. But also, if you were to actually look into these these different projects, Skywater and these things, and what they actually say about these chemtrails, contrails, whatever you want to call them, they actually do go on to say that some persistent spreading contrails contribute to climate change. Okay, these people are going to sit here and tell you that we need to worry about climate change. We need to not uh, drive our cars and these different things. Uh, Go get an electric car. Hurry up. But they're they're actually admitting that their chemtrails, contrails, whatever you want to believe they are, are actually increasing climate change. Okay, if you were to look into climate change, what you would see fits perfectly with their narrative that the polar regions of the earth are more or their their baseline for their 50 year temperature is up further than anywhere else out there and the the story goes that these people are using the arctic because it's an uncharted area they're going to use it to get gas for oil they're going to use it for an oasis so they could try to create resorts for the rich people to go hang hang out at and it, it's disgusting But getting back to this whole idea concept of a contrail, the reason why a contrail, like the humidity in the air, first of all, gets less the higher you go. But even if you were to believe their story, 
what's happening is, is they're saying that from the combusting of these gases, it's creating an impure water form because water in its, form, in its cleanest form freezes at a much lower temperature than 32 degrees. It actually needs impurities to freeze. And so what they're saying is, is as these aircrafts are flying through it, they're interacting with these particles and it's causing these particles to freeze because uh, they've been hit by an airplane. But the, the way that they come out does not, they come out of the engines, you guys, or they look like they're coming out of a spray. They don't look like an airplane's flying through cold, humid water that's freezing from this aircraft passing through it. It's very clearly being sprayed. It's very clearly coming out of nozzles. And the, the sickest part about all of this is you could Google inside of a chemtrail plane and you could see the inside of these planes are stuffed full of barrels. They've got spray nozzles and they are spraying you with very dangerous chemicals. Yeah, like the fact that that's even out there is sickening. But there's websites like wyomingsoundings.com that they send balloons up to measure the relative humidity of the atmosphere. And they've shown sometimes it's as low as 7%. So that's what I'm getting at, people. So why when I'm living in Dallas, when I was living in Dallas, if the atmosphere basically is 100% all year long, if you didn't know, and uh, in places like Mexico, very similar. Um why isn't contrails or 10-minute persisting contrails coming out of every single plane that's going into the air from low altitudes to high altitudes? The whole narrative is just a complete joke. None of it makes any sense. The hypocrisy behind these people telling us that uh, they need to do this for global warming. A four to five hour chemtrail mission to reflect incoming sunlight and slow global warming will burn 2,050 gallons of highly toxic jet fuel an hour, okay, 2,000 an hour. The large, older KC-135 strategy. Which that, that might make us get into the jet fuel hoax. Very, so. very, very good. <laughs> Very good. That's what I was getting on to. Just for everybody, so everybody knows that jet, they're not consuming as much jet fuel as they're telling us. There's no effing way there's 60,000 gallons of jet fuel sitting in the wings of planes. There's videos of guys um, like running away from the cops and hopping on a plane wing, and it's like cracking and like breaking just from a guy, from a guy's weight. So, no, 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 there's no way. No, you're good because that's exactly what I was getting into is. The, the amount of lies that they sur- that we're surrounded in. If you believe the narrative that planes do burn this kind of gas and you do believe the world is global warming and you do believe we need to spray this bullshit into our atmosphere, then you have to admit to yourself that 2,050 gallons of this jet fuel being burnt does not equate to a cooler earth, okay? If you buy into the hoax and you believe everything you're being told, then this information in itself is so hypocritical that it should make anybody with any form of common sense whatsoever turn their nose up at the idea that we need them spraying above our heads dangerous chemicals to cool the earth. It just doesn't work. Yeah, the and and literally the science when we're when we go over the science from like people like David W. Keith and 
these other people that are propping up geoengineering is a good idea, which uh, I think a lot of people will be surprised that geoengineering was actually not a popular thing under the administration of Obama. But under the Trump administration, it was very, very popular. Trump was very much okay with um, geoengineering and the idea of it. Um, so that might be interesting for people um, to think about and look into for the people that think Trump is um, doing anything good. Um, yeah, literally right here, I've got a whole document from The Guardian talking about how Trump was um, literally pushing it forward. So Trump literally pushed forward. That, that's what happened. So everybody that's like, oh, Trump would be a better president. Sorry, I'm going on a rant right now. I had people in my telegram tell me Trump was awesome. Um, but um, so I want to get this in here while, while we can, because he did. He did bring in a lot of the latter solar geoengineering that is currently going on is because of Trump right now. The current um, spraying that's happening, um, like they started doing it in Arizona is when they first started um, in 2018. They started in Arizona with a high altitude balloon. They did their first test. But um, yeah, yeah there. Sorry, not to add to your tangent or anything, but uh, you you guys have to understand in order for these people to mentally take over our world, they do have to do some good because if they were purely bad, we would not stand for it. Okay, they have to manipulate your mind and use psychology against you because Trump did do certain things that were beneficial for us. He he stood up for America in exchange for goods and these different things. That doesn't mean that he's not bad. That, <laughs> that means you need to pay more attention and look at everything. We are under attack. We are under attack physically, mentally, emotionally. And these people know exactly what to do and what situation to get you to defend those people who have enslaved us. And that's exactly what's happening. People are defending Trump because he did good. I, I, I bought into the whole Trump thing. I, Me too. I, Trump was good. I, I did too. I had Trump flags. I've got Trump shirts. But, the, but I want to bring this up just um, while while I'm while I'm thinking about it. Um, with Trump, and the big thing that bothers me about Trump is they're still spraying. Like they, they were spraying the shit out of us during Trump. Trump didn't stop the spraying. He promoted the spraying. Stop. Trump didn't stop the five G. He promoted the five G. Trump didn't stop the vaccine. He promoted the vaccine as the greatest technological advancement of mankind, literally. So I don't want us talking much more about Trump, but um, literally, yeah. no, it's so obvious. <laughs> you just just know that we're being played and you really do need to just pay more attention. Don't if, if somebody's saying, look over here, you need to look in a different direction and try to find other information uh getting back to this aerosol injection of our atmosphere these people actually talk about the different chemicals and the way that these gases that they're spraying interact with our oxygen the way they interact with the water and all of the different vapor and how it condenses into particles of solid matter and falls down to the earth and and then you're drinking it you're eating it uh they they don't even call this a problem that it's Aquarius sulfuric acid is one of the main thing that's the chemical reaction from spraying these different gases actually turns into our atmosphere. So not only are they spraying these chemicals, aluminum, barium, serenium, uh, lithium, they're spraying all of these things into the air, but those things interact with the molecules that they're being sprayed over and they form even worse things. Okay. I'm sure everybody here is old enough to remember that there is a hole in the ozone layer. Do you remember where that hole came from? Aerosols. They told us stop using canned hairspray. Stop using these 
canned aerosols because it's destroying the atmosphere. These people are dumping hundreds of millions of tons of that stuff in our sky, and they're telling you to put down your 12-ounce can of hairspray. Yeah, that's one of their technical terms, stratospheric aerosol injections. And that just roll off the tongue nice, Derek. It, it really does. <laughs> there's even, they, they've called them even more worse things. So like they've got this one called a micro electoral mechanical system. And this micro, they call it an MES for, M-E-M-S for short. Uh, it's related to microtech, microtonics, microsystems, and it contributes to the technology of microscopic devices, particularly those with moving parts. They move and merge at the nanoscale into nanoelectric mechanical systems. MEMS are also referred to as micro machines in Japan. They're made up of components between one and 100 micrometers in size. That means that they're not detectable, okay? You cannot use a microscope to look at anything that is below a certain nanometer, okay? I think it's like 450 or 1,000 or something like that. Uh, and they're integrating a circuit chip, like a microprocessor, into these nanoparticles to, to program them into having a, a function. And that in itself should scare the crap out of anybody, that this is even an openly discussed thing. That they, they, they don't call it a chemtrail. Good luck finding a chemtrail page that's not a conspiracy. Uh, you're you're going to have to look at their technical terms. and these microelectromechanical systems they've been out since 1996 okay if that doesn't give you a little bit of an understanding on how long these people have been working on a microscopic a nano scale to control you i don't know what will yeah i like we're we were only we're only able to find what they're admitting to spring we don't know what's what else they're mixing or what like advanced technology they could be using i've seen um i've seen documents um of them saying that they're using the microwave radiation that 5g gives off to actually elevate and keep these nanoparticles in the air or choose if they come down and we breathe them or not so what's going on is a really sick experiment and we're gonna see the effects of it here in 10 years or sooner they're already saying that cancer rates like dementia in in some countries dementia is the top killer ever we didn't have dementia 100 years ago we didn't have cancer 100 years ago we didn't have alzheimer's 100 years ago all of this has started and it's rampantly rain it's they're rave they're raging right now with this stuff they are just testing on us with the 5g with the um chemtrails all of this in our environment is why you see people so dull like just not to like go at anybody but if you go out in today's age and you have try to have conversations with people, you'll get the fluoride stares. You'll you can directly see these chemicals having, and I I see it in my line of work. I go into multi, I go into houses. I see a lot of people. I, I've talked to a lot of people. I used to do door to door sales. I I've, I've noticed it over the years. People are very. I don't want to say slow, but people that aren't like proactively trying to figure out how to get this stuff out of their environment and be healthy and and because like derek said earlier in this episode 
these nanoparticles and these heavy metals from what I researched are some of the hardest things to get out of your body or out of your brain. And like Derek, I want to, I want to just for the first hour people, because we are going to go a lot into aluminum, the effects of aluminum, David O'Keefe um, and a, a couple other documents in the second hour. And we um, also might have a guest appearance as well, but people need to realize these particles are just building up in you over time as you're walking these are so small that they're just going past the cells in your body straight into your system they're just permeating you literally permeating your eyes like literally everything if you walk in this stuff it's going into you and when you breathe it through your nose that's going straight into your your brain past your blood membrane um barrier and so um not to i don't want to be like a salesy at all but i really would ask people if you are actively trying to get this stuff out of your system um, with um, the pine needle oil from optically optimally organic. Um, literally, they have tons of research behind that showing that it removes heavy metals and things like that, as well as um, getting fulvic minerals into your system will help move these things out of your system and create a transport system for you to pee them out. So um, like Chris, we plan on having Christopher on an episode, but I do want to plug this little um, tidbit that we had on a conversation. Um, he had an uncle that completely lost his mind, got dementia, Alzheimer's, one of the other, which um, can be directly related to aluminum, by the way, which is what they're spraying in the sky just to give everyone. and also um, i want everybody to realize that aluminum is found in cookingware as well so aluminum is heavily found in cookingware so when you scratch your pans and you're cooking in the pans um you are probably eating aluminum 100 so um but if you do get any of these products you um basically what he did chris the, his uncle got to the point where they had to put him in a rest home essentially and this is anecdotal evidence this is this is just a story he told me but um take it as you will take it as you want um but essentially he gave him the fulvic minerals and the pine needle oil and eventually he he got his uncle got to the point where he forgot his name he forgot he had a car he forgot he had a house he lost his job all that stuff they put him in a rest home he started giving him these things and he like woke he like snapped out of it so that's what i'm wondering is if this trance it's like it's like a a, a warm wet blanket over all of society's consciousness right now and the blanket is the aluminum that's in the air that's being sprayed over everybody that we're all breathing so what I theorize is getting these things out of your system could wake everybody back up. It could help with their spiritual ascension. It will raise your IQ. Um, who who knows what decalcifying your pineal gland plus getting these these heavy metals and these particles out of your system could do to your brain function and your cognitive function. I've, I've, I love that. And I've, and so hold on, let me plug this. If you do end up picking up any of those products um, from Optimally Organic, use our code UNEARTH, capital U N E A R T H, and you'll get 10% off over there. So, yeah. So I've, I've been saying it for a long time that I actually believe that uh, everybody is capable, right? But the problem is, is the government is trying really hard to keep us dumb. And so all of these nanoparticulates, all of the fluoride in our water, the schooling we're going through, the ridicule you face if you try to stand up against it, it's creating zombies. People are being so complacent and molding into the this little fabric that they want us to be that it, it's causing harm. And if people all just decided, hey, you know what? I want to cleanse my body. I want to do good. I want to drink the right water. I want to eat the right foods. I, I want to be healthy. I want to be sharp. Then what we would see 
is a world that is thriving. People would never allow the stuff to happen that's happening if everybody was able to properly think about it. These micro nanoparticles get into your body. Okay, you breathe them in, you eat them, you, you, it touches your skin. They're in your body. Once they get to a spot where they stick, which is almost always in your brain, they can't leave without help because what happens is, is your body actually tries to, this is where calcified penile glands come from. Your body actually tries to encase it. So you're not, it's not leaching into your system. So it'll actually uh, send cells to like latch onto it and to become like a barrier in between these, these different components in your body and your body. And then that grows because you're, you're, constantly breathing it in so you're it's actually growing inside of you your body is growing over these different things and it's causing your your they're targeting glands one of which is your pineal gland they're targeting this and your bot they know how your body reacts to different poisons in your environment and they're using it against us because we're actually creating a shell around them which in turn stops these glands from properly working yeah, I know that we're getting to the top of the hour, so we are going to wrap it up here soon and jump into the second hour where um, we're going to talk a lot about what's going on currently nowadays and, and the and the current. Uh, we're going to you know, talk about activism, maybe what we could do as well. Um, but I want to tell everybody this, barium, which is found in, in these um, – well, well uh, first I want to say they've done air cabin um, tests of air and they're finding aluminum traces they're finding barium so to say like there that was a lot of the claim back in the day um, from people that were like going against chemtrailers saying that everybody was insane that believed in chemtrails they were saying oh we'll go up there and, and sample the air and prove it prove that the, that there's aluminum from the back of those planes so so independent researchers actually got together got in a plane and flew behind one of these planes as they saw him doing one of those big days where you see him crisscrossing they took they took levels from the air and again they found aluminum these heavy metals that have no reason to be up in the sky at those levels and those altitudes so um but barium Less than one gram of barium will kill an adult human as well. Um, and we're going to get into, for sure, we're going to have to get into what's going on with the insect population. Bees are getting dementia um, right now, which uh, I don't know how everybody wants to explain that. But um, other than the chemicals that are in the sky, um, like there's the stuff that's going on is completely sick. And we've got to talk about it. We've got to have an open format and somewhere where we can talk about it. So um, to wrap up the last hour, I want to thank everybody for um, allowing us again to have this platform. I know we say it basically every episode, but I, we probably will. Like, seriously, you guys are making this all happen where we can come on here and gather this information over a week's time and expel it to you guys so that you can share it with your families. You guys can go do your own research, um, get yourself up to date on chemtrails. So again, that's what me and Derek always tell people. If you would like to wake people up to the reality that surrounds them and encompasses them, you've got to understand it yourself and you've got to be able to explain it to a five-year-old and they, they have to be able to understand it so you've got to do research at the end of the day so um listening to these episodes will definitely help you guys out if you are trying to wake up your friends family and things like that and also sharing them um so if you want to share because i i know that i'm gonna have my sisters listen to this episode because they still don't think the chemtrail is real and i've had them watch it it's crazy so you know what happens guys you know how it goes but um derek do you have anything that you're dying to get across to the um public first hour 
well, I can't stress it enough. Just look up, take photos, talk about it, and compare what you see one day to what you see another day. There's there's days where there's crisscrossing airplanes like crazy, and then there's days there's no airplanes at all. Uh, that's not how airports work. They don't not have as many flights here and there, have no flights here, tons of flights here. These aren't even commercial aircraft that people are on. These aircraft are, they're literally formatted for the purpose of spraying these dangerous chemicals into the air. The people who are doing it might be under the impression that they're doing the right thing. They might not even really understand what they're going through. And this could be because of what they're doing. Uh, When you brush with fluoride, when you breathe this air, when you intake all of these different things that they've put into our environment, it becomes really difficult for people to be able to properly see, and especially when they've trained the public to attack anybody who who points it out. Uh, it gets really hard for for the average person to be able to stand up and to speak up, and that's what we just want to thank you guys for, because if you're listening, if you're here right now, you are one of the people, you are the glitch in the matrix, and it's going to be through you and your determination and your willpower that we overcome this. And we just, we cannot thank you enough for your time. We cannot thank you enough for your support. And just please be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah, guys. And if you want to see more change, um, you guys can support us by becoming a member. Um, This will help us hopefully maybe get to the point where we're doing this full-time research and getting these episodes out to you guys. So um, thank you for everybody that's already a member. If you do want to hear another hour of content on chemtrails or any of our other second hour um, on our all of our previous episodes, if you do become a member, you'll get all of our previous content and anything further that is coming out. So for everybody that's already a member, thank you, and uh, we will see you in the second hour. Thank you guys for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Okay, members, legends, the people, welcome, second hour. Um, I want to start off by telling everybody a little nugget that I was I found during my research of researching the uh, the monstrosity of chemtrails that is being perpetuated on, on us and our children. Um, it's called Revelation of Method. This is basically a condensed um like name to get across to everybody that they this is the ideology that they have to tell us what they're doing to our face revelation of method which um leads me directly into my next point and um where i really would like to start off the um the second hour today is talking a little bit more about david w keith if you look into this character david w keith um you can find countless episodes of this guy going on to talk shows, um, talking about how we're going to have to geoengineer the atmosphere to block solar radiation because it's going to warm the earth to the point where we can't live here. When people here in the second hour, I obviously know everybody's critically thinking here. The sun is not killing everyone. Everybody here should know that. Sunscreen's terrible. Don't wear sunglasses. The sun is amazing for you. It's amazing to go in the, your retinas of your eye. It helps your circadian rhythm. It tells you when you need to sleep. It tells you when you need to go to bed, when it's away. Um, the sun is incredible for you. It raises testosterone levels. Something weird, really weird fact that I'll just throw out there for people to think about. If you um, let your ball sack sit in the sun for like 15 minutes, your testosterone levels go crazy. Same thing with LED, red light therapy. Therapy, supposedly so um i obviously do not think that we should be doing anything as far as messing with the natural processes of the sky the weather um and especially not blocking out the sun 
Um, and just because we are in the second hour, I do want to throw out this ideology to everybody because I know I'm surrounded by open-minded people. Um, if you uh, ha- think there's any truth to astrology or the effects that the luminaries have on us, what do you think that this layer of smudge is doing in between us and the luminaries that are influencing our lives? That's just my opinion. And me and Derek, um, Derek, we're definitely going to have to do an, an, an episode on astrology soon. Um, that would be super fun to be able to research for a week and and tell everyone about but um david w keith this guy again he's like they send him to all the talk shows to convince all of the sheep that we need to spray the atmosphere with we need to inject the atmosphere with aerosols um and i want to give everybody four names that if you want to go do your own independent researching i would use these terms not chemtrails solar geoengineering solar radiation management climate engineering and stratospheric aerosol injections um but we do have also um i didn't even mention i mean uh i because i've just been ranting this whole second hour sorry but um we do have greg on um this is derek's friend um who is a basic uh an activist against chemtrails he just we, you know he really doesn't like chemtrails as well as us and he's done a ton of research um so he we've got him on and he's going to be interjecting here, here and there as well and i'd like to get um just your opinion greg what do you think of david what do you what's your opinion on david keith um, hi, I'd like to thank you for having me on, but um, as far as Dr. David Keith go, um, you can research him, like you said, and he is, um, he's downright evil. Um, that's just the bottom line. Um, you can, <clears throat> if you go to uh, geoengineeringwatch.org, that's basically the archive that we have for all of our information um, on geoengineering and solar radiation management, stratospheric aerosol injection, all the terms you just named. Um, and there's actually a, a clip on there where Dane Wigington confronts uh, Dr. David Keith um, in a meeting about the geoengineering. And he's basically asking if they've done any, to- it's Dr. David Keith talking, and his proposal is that they're dumping around 10 million tons of aluminum nanoparticulates into the atmosphere every year. And so Dane asked the question if they'd done any toxicological effects um, as far as on humans. And that was indeed the first thing they researched and they have not released those uh, studies to the public. Of course, they're not going to release those studies to the public. (laughs) When I looked into him, some of his interviews got really dicey. Like they would be asking him questions and they'd be like, this doesn't make sense. Like, doesn't that affect us? Won't the particles fall on us? And he's literally got like, if you watch, it is sick. He's it is extremely evil because obviously he has to know. And for everybody, um, everybody that listened the first hour, you should know that aluminum, barium, all these things have been directly um, directly correlated to brain diseases like Alzheimer's um, and these other um, things that directly affect our brains and our cognitive function. So um, I want to talk a little bit about um, his plan right here. I've got a website pulled up. Harvard scientists moving ahead on plans for atmospheric geoengineering experiments. Um, This is David W. Keith 
literally explaining what he wants to do. Um, a pair of Harvard climate scientists are preparing small-scale atmospheric experiments that could offer insights into feasibility and risks of deliberately alternating the climate to ease global warming, which anybody that's here, we should all know, global warming's not real. The The sea levels are not rising, people. The ice caps are not melting, people. None of that's real. It's all fear porn. All of the politicians are buying um, houses in Florida right next to the ocean. The, the ocean levels aren't rising. That's been thoroughly proven. That should be very obvious and adamant in everybody's brain. Um, sometime next year, Harvard professors David Keith and Frank – I'm not going to try to say his last name – hope to launch a high-altitude balloon tethered to a gondola equipped with propellers and sensors from a site in Tucson, Arizona – after initial engineering tests, the balloon would spray a fine mist of materials such as sulfur dioxide, alumina, calcium carbonate into the stratosphere. This is them. Th this is what's so funny to me when people say that you're such a crack, you know, crack pipe. You get the, stop, put down the crack pipe. You think chemtrails are real? They're admitting it right here. We show you the evidence of where what aluminum does in the brain when it concentrates, and this is David Keith admitting we want to spray aluminum in the air. It's really simple. The sensors would then measure the reflectivity of the particles, the degree to which they disperse or coalesce, and they, the way they interact with, the, with other compounds in the atmosphere. The researchers first proposed these balloon experiments in a 2014 paper, but a geoengineering conference in Washington, D.C. on Friday – um, uh, at one, Keith said that they have begun engin engineering design work with the Arizona Test Balloon Company, Worldview Enterprises, and they've also started discussions about the appropriate governance structure for an experiment, and they plan to set up an independent body to review their proposals. Um, so there's one document of David Keith talking about how they literally want to spray aluminum and other contaminants into the air. And then I have another one that I quickly want to get into everybody's brain and just your realm of thinking. Photophoretic levitation of engineered aerosols for geoengineering. Who is this paper by? David W. Keith. Um Aerosols could be injected, which um, if you guys – again, everybody that listened the first hour um, heard Derek talk about how the fear porn around aerosols and using hairspray. Stop using hairspray. You're going to destroy the ozone layer. No one's going to destroy the ozone layer. There's a firmament. Anyway, aerosols could be injected into the upper atmosphere to engineer the climate by scattering inc incident sunlight so as to produce a cooling tendency that may mitigate the risks posed by the accumulation of greenhouse gases analysis analysis whatever i can't say that word i suck today of climate engineering has focused on sulfate aerosols here i am here i examine the possibility that engineered nanoparticles could exploit photophoretic forces enabling more control over particle distribution and lifetime than is possible with sulfates because what they were theorizing is sulfates when they would inject sulfates into the atmosphere and you guys can correct me if i'm wrong here but from what my studies if they were to inject sulfates what they found is that they just condensed in together and that the alumina would actually stay further apart so it would stay in the air better and stay more spread apart and it would like spread over the land like we see these we we see these clouds do like in utah where, where i live in a in a valley where there's mountains just completely surrounding me so there's not much air if there's not wind every Everything will get condensed in the valley. So when they spray me and they heavily spray us, you'll just see this stuff just slowly accumulate down to the very bottom. And then you everybody's driving in. Everybody's got their windows down, breathing in. We, uh, it's bad.
But there's two papers of David Keith, and there are so many more. There are so many. Just There's more than we could ever possibly read over of these guys openly admitting they want to spray us with aluminum, they want to spray us with barium, and they want to do it to save us. And And if they don't, if they don't, if they stop spraying us, we will all die. That's what they are literally telling us. They've started, and now they can't stop. That's the pitch. Because if they stop, then everything will be out of balance or whatever they want to say. They could stop, and everything would go back to its natural balance. Like, the earth is alive. It will heal itself. But if we don't speak up and we don't try to stop these psychopaths like David W. Keith from spraying us with aerosols and aluminum, then who knows where the future will go? And like, our, think about the kids, like the, the people in their 20s. Let me repeat, people in their 20s are getting Alzheimer's. Like, do we think this is normal? Is this is this really like God create? I know there might be atheistic people, but I believe that there's a creator. There's intelligent design. I don't think that any religion is perfectly designed who the creator is. Um, I think they all have good ideas. Um, but if there's a creator, you really think that the creator designed us so that we could, could get Alzheimer's by 20? Like, no, this is all from our environment, and it's from the heavy metals that are being placed in our environment. So I, again, would challenge everybody, check out fulvic uh, minerals, check out the um, red pine needle oil. Um, that optimally organic cells to try to get this stuff out of your system. Seriously. Yeah, exactly. And the, it just builds up because there's no way for it to exit your body without you doing something for it. And even when you do something for it, you'll, you'll feel it. Like uh, Caleb was even saying that like you get a little bit of a headache because these toxins are being pulled out of your brain and uh, you feel it. This is because we're eating away the pine seed, uh, the pine needle oil will actually just eat them away because they're just in nanoparticulates. And it just engulfs them and, and deteriorates them. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's tons of different remedies that we could be trying to do as far as uh, getting away from it. Uh, obviously being an activist is one of the best things you can do, but there's very few things you could actually do to get it out of your body. And that, that pine seed oil is amazing. It breaks them down. It helps for you to recoup uh, from the time loss. I just, I wanted to dig in a little bit here on like the correlation between chemtrails, weather and harp and how they're actually using these things to control uh, the enemy or to control us. Have you, Greg, have you seen these chemtrails, right? That produce, and then you see actual waves in them. Looks like uh, a pulse went through them. Could you uh, explain a little bit on what that could possibly be and the interactions that they're doing with harp and the the chemtrails that we're all experiencing? Uh, yeah. So when you say the 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 wavy patterns in the sky, um, uh, what I think you're trying to say is, from what I understand, when they do, they can spray. Um, at night or in different parts where we can't see and they're using ionosphere heaters harp is one of them harp is actually probably one of the largest that we know of um, ionosphere heaters um, but every cell phone tower has the ability to be an ionosphere heater and all these things are synchronizing and working together um, to steer um, upper level wind currents and to push those um, those heavy metals through different areas because you got to remember the heavy metals are conductive so you're saying an ionized uh an atmosphere warmer 
So we're being fed the story that we're, we're overheating. And if they don't stop this, then we're in trouble. But at the same time, they're using things like HARP to heat the upper atmosphere to control jet streams and be able to actually push storms away or bring them to certain regions. They could even turn around a hurricane. You guys, this is this is no joke. What do you what is your opinion on HARP and the effects that uh, it has correlating with the chemtrails and HARP and all of these things together? Because and also I'd like to know if you guys know because I, I, from my understanding there's harp there's harps um, places all over the world like it's not just from like what I used to think it was just in the U.S. but no they've got these these places where they've got these high these antennas that affect the atmosphere through uh, from what I understand electromagnetic uh, frequency something like that I don't know I don't I don't claim to understand it fully but these are all over the world so. Again, we see again where all of the governments are agreeing to do this. They're all agreeing to start looking into weather manipulation. They're all agreeing to spray us with aluminum. They're all agreeing that the earth's a ball no matter what their scriptures say from their religions. It's really weird how everyone just agrees on this stuff. Yeah, it's this is why I was saying it has to be above government. It has to be coming from somebody above the government because it's all over the world either that or all of the governments who claim to dislike each other are working in cahoots with each other to manipulate the weather to control the people and to manage to be able to keep everybody so docile and under the this hypnosis that we don't even look up anymore people don't even see what they're doing and I think that happens because of what they're doing. We're being poisoned to the point, as Caleb said, dementia in 20s. You guys, dementia is the buildup of heavy metals in your brain, okay? That does not happen naturally. These so-called government agencies that are supposed to protect us, they don't even perform nano research when they're testing the air or the water. They will use standard testing for standard molecules and they will come to the conclusion that hey there's nothing going on because it's not showing up on our tests as greg said earlier they're dumping millions of pounds of nano aluminum into the air nano aluminum of tons it's unbelievable i want to i want to talk about this um this study real quick by the cornucopia institute you can look this up this is the title Bees suffer dementia due to metal pollution. Aluminum contamination may be behind insect decline. They go on in the report to explain bumblebees found to be contaminated with elevated levels of aluminum. Scientists found that they had levels that would cause brain damage in humans. Researchers say metal pollution may be contributing to decline of insects. Bees may be declining because they are suffering dementia compared to Alzheimer's caused by eating large amounts of aluminum where are they getting these aluminum guys where is the aluminum coming from how is it getting onto the flowers that they're pollinating imagine this think about what this is doing to the insect population and specifically not that i don't think all insects have their own purpose because they definitely do they all kind of control each other spiders eat you know um they hunt crickets and all these things they all it's like it's all it's a perfect system it's a perfect um it's a perfect system literally so think about like really like these bees are literally if i might add to that too there's a 85 to 90 percent 
decline uh, of the insect populations. That's all terrestrial and aquatic insects gone, extinct forever. 85 to 90% of all of them. Yeah, I was about to get into a an older report, actually, so that's even better than what he just said, what Greg just brought up. But I was going to bring up a report that said was back in the 1990s, they were aware of this, and they made reports about this, and nobody stood up. This is why this podcast is so important, and people like Greg that are activists speaking up, trying to get this information out. Because from my understanding, Greg, not to send us on a tangent, but um, don't you do like some type of activist work where you have like QR codes and you put stuff all around your city? I think Derek was telling me something. Do you do anything like that? Uh, that's a great question. Um, this, is, this is a very touchy subject with people. Uh, it's kind of like the flat earth thing. Well, yeah. probably not quite that bad, but you get where I'm at. So as far as what I'm doing, uh, we go. you can go to geoengineeringwatch.org and you can order. Uh, there's double-sided glossy flyers uh, that, are, um, that have uh, pictures on them of the sky. And then there's, you know, some scientific data on there about what it is and what it's doing. And then they leave the website to where hopefully people can read that. Uh, go to the website and then do their own, start their own activism. We all, we also have business cards uh, that have QR codes on them. Uh, so, you know, new age kids, you know, like us that are more tech savvy can get the cards. They can use their phones and it'll take you straight to the dimming documentary, which is the most heavy hitting science based, fact based documentary um, out there right now on geoengineering and that's called the dimming um, and you can find it at geoengineeringwatch.org love it love it did exactly. you did you catch frankenskies i'm curious did you see frankenskies that was made by um matt uh what's matt's last name derek matt landman matt landman, matt yeah, landman. did you see did you catch that one greg yeah i did um I caught what you said, but I have not seen Franken's guys yet. I've heard of it though. It's good. It's really good. I watched it last night. It's incredible. Um, it's got tons of interviews that will just make your stomach roll with David Keith in it. He's got so much information from like um, pseudoscientists saying that they've got lasers to shoot up in the clouds to make them like do lightning and like it is getting crazy to the point where when they fully master this stuff, we should all be extremely worried. Greg, can you go in a little bit onto what the dimming documentary is and like the key facts that you find interesting on from that documentary? Um, yeah, it's they have a bunch of um, scientists on there and um, ex-CIA, ex-pilots um, that are all speaking, giving their testimony. But I would say um, the most uh, critical part of that movie or that documentary is um, geoengineeringwatch.org purchased a NOAA flying lab for around a quarter million dollars to where they can fly up uh, to different altitudes and actually collect air samples from different altitudes. Um, and they have tested those, <laughs> those air samples and they're exactly what was coming in the precipitation samples. So we're not speculating. We're not guessing. Uh, we know for sure we have, um, like I said, we have all the, um, the testing done through geoengineeringwatch.org. And so these, these things that they're finding in the sky and our water, 
they do have an effect on the on the body. And could you like explain a little bit of what you, aluminum? We've talked about dementia, and Alzheimer's, and that. But there are more effects that come with these toxins. Uh, and could you just dig a little bit in and let the people know what what they might be experiencing from the, these heavy metal that they're breathing? Um, yeah, so we all know aluminum causes dementia and Alzheimer's, um, you know, and, you know, when you add strontium, barium, and, and all the other toxic metals, um, they have a synergistic effect, and they literally cause every single disease known to man. Yeah, so Derek, you're saying- and Derek, you might be able to explain this a little better than I can, because I know that the oxidation process can be very damaging. And let me read this off to everybody. Aluminum is a pro-oxidant. Iron is an oxidant. Together, and they are mixing these two together. David Keith um, has a document where he explains how they're mixing um, iron and aluminum together and, and, and forming them together. Um, but when you do form them together, iron is an oxidant. Together, they magnify the oxidative stress on the brain by a factor of 10. What is what is meant by oxidative damage? Oxidative damage is formed as consequences of exposure to ionizing radiation and a variety of chemical agents as byproducts of normal cellular metabolism. Yeah. And not only are we breathing these things in that they're putting into the air, but they put them into our food. They put them into our deodorant. They put them into feminine products. Yeah. And as Greg said, disease stems from dis-ease okay so when your body's not at ease because it's got these heavy metals it's got barium and strontium these different elements inside of your body cause for your body to have an imbalance and this is what disease stems from Caleb was talking about oxidation there's two different you don't want oxidation in your body you want blood oxygen and oxidation are the different things oxidation is rust so if you've ever seen iron rust, that's oxidation. It's, it's a bad breakdown of the, the components that it's oxidizing. When your body's being oxidized, it is the free radicals that are in your body are being amplified by this process. So not only are you already dealing with the chemicals that are inside of your body uh, from breathing, but it's also enhancing it through the oxidation process. Yeah. No, what would no? This stuff is having a huge effect. I can't even like just in the the insect population alone. That like are are is nobody realizing like when you drive down the road, you're not hitting as many bugs on your windshield. Like everybody's got to realize what is happening to our earth. We are being killed. Everybody's gonna have dementia. Everybody's gonna have Alzheimer's if they don't start figuring out how to get this out of them, and that it's even going on because we've got so many. And um, I really like that Greg again brought up that it's similar to flat Earth because it is. It's very, very similar, and this is very, very important. I, me, and Derek see that flat Earth is the most important thing to get across to people. But I could also see where people could think that this is the most important thing to get across to people because look at the effect that it's having on us it is killing everyone and everything that is encompassed in it and yeah it's hard to convince people that uh we live on a flat earth when their brain is so full of (laughs) metals they can't even they can't think you know so everyone's convinced that we're on the spinning ball of water and they don't ask questions because everyone's cognitive function is completely declined 
I know, hundred percent. And um, I, 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 I said it before. And I've been taking the products, and I feel more clear headed, a hundred percent. Um, I think that it's personally working for me. My grandma is um kind of losing her memory and things like that. She's ordered the product, so I'm definitely gonna keep everyone updated on how um it goes with her and getting these tex- toxic metals out of it. And if you guys, um, we should be getting a comment section live for members only because obviously we're not gonna let the general public comment on our episodes with what we talk about um at least make them give them 10 bucks to spam but (laughs) support the cause and try to get some experiments done to prove the earth's flat because it is um but yeah like a hundred percent this is this is going on and if we don't stop it and try to get some activism going or figure out a way all together um to at least get it out of our systems um we'll be much better off than just acting like it's not going on and not talking about it because this is one of those topics like flat earth that you are not allowed to talk like me greg and derek are talking right now the in-depth science i can't go on tiktok and make a three-minute video explaining this it will probably 100 percent get taken down so um Oh, I, that's I, I've heard a lot about this outdoor research, Derek. I like what I'm seeing here. The stratospheric particle injection for climate change, climate engineering. It's a project project called Spice. That's something everybody should look into. Stratospheric particle engine injection for climate engineering. That is a gross sentence right there. <laughs> Dude, and like it's even worse because the government openly denies that they're doing this. They openly say that it's a possibility, but they they provide possible side effects from actually and like us going through this. Before I get into those, I want you to know that it's relatively cheap or it's extraordinary cheap in their eyes. It's only two to ten billion dollars a year. So a real cheap project for them, first of all. Uh, but some of the, the side effects is ozone depletion. Whitening well, and we're we got to remember we're the ones paying for that. That's exactly. that's our tax money that they're using to spray us with. Exactly, guys. And at, uh, just pay attention to these side effects and ask yourself: Is this something you are seeing? Because they're they're going to deny that they're doing it. But if they provide you with the the side effects and you could use your own brain and look at them, you could come to your own conclusion. So ozone depletion. So, you know, we if you believe in the crazy theory of the ball of Earth, you have to believe that this could cause a depletion of the ozone and uh, all of our gases could go flying out to space and we could be in big trouble. Whitening of the sky. I'm pretty sure everybody has come to the realization that our skies is not as blue as they once were, that we are already experiencing a whitening of the sky. Stratospheric temperature change. Everybody, if you are in on the climate change nonsense, you have to admit that they're trying to say that the earth is warming and these temperatures are caused by us. Well, that's another possible side effect. Uh, Acid rain. And this is a fact. People are experiencing acid rain. They tell us it's from our cars and they tell us that, you know, we need to stop driving while they fly their vehicle or their airplanes back and forth across the sky, spraying these chemicals into the sky that absorb heat. They reflect sunlight, but they also absorb heat. And this increases the temperature in the higher regions of our atmosphere. And when the temperatures change unnaturally, the pressures change because high pressure goes to low pressure. So when you're changing these temperatures in the upper parts of our atmosphere, you're actually changing the course of the jet streams. You're changing the course of storms. And so they're able to create pockets that create suction 
and move storms or actually completely change the direction in which our jet streams are moving. Ecological consequences such as bugs dying off, marine plants dying off, bone mass is being depleted from these things and mix effects on agriculture. Not only is it on your skin, not only are you breathing it in, but you're eating it because they're spraying everywhere. So all of the food, all of the air, all of the water that you breathe is being poisoned by these monsters. And we have the test to prove it. There is so I, I was finding website after website after website of rainwater tests, of all these different tests. And if you go listen to Joe Rogan expel his nonsense, he's like, oh, I've talked to chemtrailers. They all like are speedy, like they seem like they're on Adderall or meth or something. He loves to group us all together with people that, you know, already seem little, little off, which I might seem a little off, but Greg's definitely not. Derek's definitely not. Yeah, Joe Rogan's, uh, I would say, a lot of people follow him and, you know, believe everything he says, but um, I, I think he's a Jesuit, you know, same with uh, Alex Jones and David Icke, you know, they have um, way too much traction in the truth world to not be plants, in my opinion. Yeah, are you guys aware of how much um, Bill Gates is backing geoengineering? Bill Gates is a monster. I I can't believe people out there still support this guy or still don't understand what this person has said and done. Uh, I kind of do want to tie all of this together, which is a perfect time with 5G and the jab and all of these different things that we're experiencing right now. Uh, Nokia. Everybody knows Nokia, right? Where'd Nokia go? Nokia is one of the largest producers of the 5G towers, okay? So that's where Nokia went. They produced the signal. Well, in a, in a document that I found from Nokia, they were saying that if we could get the heavy metals enough up in the bodies, then we would they wouldn't have to put up so many towers because we would actually transmit these things. We would amplify and the signals would hit us, increase frequency and amplify out. So they were literally saying that the more of these heavy metals in our bodies the easier it will be for them to get to the signals where they need these signals to be with the least amount of towers <laughs> Dude, they're getting to the point with the 5g um like david keith is explained in in documents where he's explaining that they're using the the frequency that 5g is running off to elevate and keep these particles and sometimes they're even claiming that they can lift them back off of the ground when they've settled and then lift them back into the air with the effects of the 5G, dude. So, man, they are like they're like kind of relating it all together because I don't if you guys heard our COVID episode, we related the graphene graphene oxide to 5G and how that could they could literally make that go throughout your body, cause blood clots and things like that. So they could probably do something similar. And I'd really love for Derek to talk a little bit more um, towards um, right now, or if he's cool to talk a little bit more about nanoparticles um, and what these are literally doing. Cause I know that he did a bunch of research on this, but yeah, essentially they're getting these to such refined, again, such refined levels and particles that they're just going straight into us, but also possibly with nanobots, like, 
we like uh, I know that they've explained it. I've heard the the jargon being thrown um, smart dust. I don't know if you guys have heard that term being thrown around or um, diamond dust, something like that. They're sometimes they're saying that it's reflective, but they're also saying that they could put smart dust into the sky and we could all breathe it in. And I've seen little um, things that they can create that run off our energy that will like run off the pulse of your heart and things like that and use your energy to go throughout your body at the end of the day we have no idea what is in these nanoparticles can you kind of tell everybody what we're what we're um kind of seeing here with these nanoparticles so essentially how they form like when you hear nanobot nanoparticles like i immediately went to like how could they make little micro robots right like that's kind of crazy well the entire idea came into existence from uh the idea that you could make one robot that could make a smaller robot that could make a smaller one and so on and so forth but essentially what they're doing is they've actually found a way to biohack your dna and they do this by adding uh silicone and these other inorganic materials to your dna and so when when you breathe it in it makes a beeline for your brain because it's it's part of its program that's what it's programmed to do through the dna that they use to do it and they actually It'll clump up in your brain and it gets past your blood brain barrier and then it gets trapped there. And they're using the DNA coding to be able to get these nanobots to go to specific places. Sometimes they'll end up in your liver. Sometimes they'll end up in your brain. And this is, there's actually documents from Dr. Celine Philippi, uh, 20 years of research on this, on the particles in the blood and how they go through the liver and they get amongst other organs 20 different 20 years of liver biology and she came to the conclusion that at the end of the day we are being poisoned and these nanobots that are being programmed into uh burrowing themselves as deep as they possibly can into your body they tell us that these nanoparticles are used to uh, attack only cancer cells or they use it to deteriorate plastic and water and these different things which like everything as we said earlier there is potential good for these uses but that's not what they're doing these nanoparticles are being sprayed in the air they're nanonizing uh, which is also called emulsifying aluminum and barium and these other chemicals to get them so small that we can't see them on a normal test Uh, Caleb and I are talking we spoke earlier about being able to test for these things Uh, if you do that you're going to have to find a very special lab to do it that uses electronic microscopes that actually um, it's it's like a radar kind of like an x-ray where it, it doesn't exactly see a real picture but it pr- paints one through an imaging system and these nanoparticles are so small that they go right through your blood brain barrier and they're actually being controlled by the dna so your body is trying to use it as if it's dna and it has a modified function that it actually starts to cause issues yeah, this relates directly to um, them changing our DNA through the vaccine, through CRISPR, things like that. Like at the end of the day, we really don't know what's fully being done in this. We don't know. Like like a lot of people don't even talk about like NASA, how they have a black budget. There's a black budget of hundreds of millions of dollars going to these organizations that we have no idea what they're doing. And again, we have NASA literally explaining that they are fully doing this as well. Um, co- they're coexisting and in, in doing this type of spraying with the government. Here, let me explain. <clears throat> 
CARE, the Charged Aerosol Release Experiment, also known as CARE, is a project run by NASA, which will use rockets to release dust in the upper atmosphere to form a dusty plasma in space. We all know how I feel about that, and everybody here should know. Um, the clouds thus generated are intended to simulate naturally occurring phenomena called noctilucent clouds which are the highest clouds in the atmosphere. The CARE experiment is intended to create an artificial dust layer at the boundary of space, up there in the firmament, people. Use your brains, correlate it in, the, in a controlled sense in order to allow scientists to study different aspects of it. The turbulence generated on the inside and the distribution of dust particles and such. The dust cloud is generated using NECA motor dust generator, the dust cloud is composed of aluminum oxide, carbon monoxide, hydrogen chloride, water, and nitrogen, as well as other small amounts of carbon dioxide, hydrogen, monomic chlorine, and monatomic hydrogen. We don't know. We don't actually know what they're mixing in every single batch that they're shooting into our atmosphere. We can only take this information at its face value. We don't know. And it's coming from NASA. <laughs> we can't trust this. We don't know what's going on. But at the end of the day, I think 100% it, it needs to stop. NASA is in bed with everything bad that's going on around the world if you look at our past and try to correspond when the world took a turn you'll see that it directly relates to the school education to nasa to big pharmaceutical to big oil once these conglomerates reached power early 1900s they they were able to grow exponentially and take over not only the world but what you think about the world and like as far as getting back to the nanobots and what they're actually doing uh they're they're spraying them in the air again it's called microelectronic systems electromagnetic systems and they're made out of silicon polymers metals and ceramics and what they're actually doing is they're able to integrate circuits that are normally used in electronics and these different things and they're able to bind them to these different silicons different metals uh, commonly used metal, gold, nickel, aluminum, copper, chromium, titanium. These different chemicals are silicone inhabits these metals and they're programming them to be semiconductor nanostructures. And they're able to use electromagnetic frequency to control these things and to manipulate them and to get them to move where they want them to. And this is how they... They look around at the people and tell me you're not seeing a bunch of fluoride stairs everywhere. They're able to like direct our attention away from important things and turn us into zombies based off of what they're putting into the air. Dude, yeah, 100%. Everyone here should be able to see that. And this is like, this is just great general information that I, I'm excited to get out to people because they can become more aware of it. You can kind of look for symptoms in people and your family and things like that. And again, just like we've said in plenty of other episodes, what you're drinking is important, what you're breathing is important, and it all will affect your cognitive function. And in food as well, like these red 40, blue 40, yellow 40 chemicals that cause ADHD, cause you not to be able to focus. This is very important, and this wasn't going on in our past, and I 100% am seeing it in the future generation that is, that is coming up, and it's gonna be really bad if we just continue to go like this and they keep ramping it up because if you look at the water test levels 
it is just building up and building up on the surface and it's just building up and building up in the atmosphere and they're just again able to use frequency waves to sometimes lift it back up and propel it and keep it up in the air so all of these systems were sickly produced to coexist together at the at the at the cost of our demise and our expiration um I don't even I don't even know how to get across how important this is for everybody to understand that this is 100% going on no matter how many times Joe Rogan or any other scientist says that you're a crackhead for saying that chemtrails are real. Well, and I just kind of wanted to touch on the the idea of where does this technology come from? Uh many people think like this stuff is far too far-fetched to be real. There's no way they're faking this. There's no way they're faking that. Uh, Greg, what's your opinion on, and feel free to be completely open, what's your opinion on where you think this technology is coming from? Do you think that we're, we humans are discovering it? Or do you think there's some kind of spiritual influence or some kind of outside influence that's leading people into these type of discoveries? Because clearly, people would not want to do this to themselves and not like no, nobody normal. So like, what's your opinion on where you think these ideas these manipulations and this overall control grab is coming from? Um, I, I personally believe it's some sort of fallen angel um, technology myself. Um, and could you follow up with uh, the second half of that question? So as uh, basically just kind of laying out the groundwork for uh, where, where it's coming from and how it normal people don't come up with these types of ideas and if normal people do come up with them, it's perverted by somebody else. So I was just, I'm, I'm curious on your opinion on what, where do you think the end game of this is? Do you think that these people are using these particles in the air for Project Bluebeam? Do you think that there's more of a, another alternative motive as well as what's going on that they're going to use this with? I think there's many layers to as far as why they're doing it. Um, you know, you control the weather, control the people, control the food. Um, I think the the geoengineering factor is probably the crown jewel and um, of the military industrial complex as far as their weapon goes. Um, and the 5G connection, I'm not as familiar with you guys are about that. Um, but as far as where I think they're going with all this, um, I think that um, I, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. And it's really brings up the question of how much more of this uh, can the human body take? I mean, you know, it's been going on since before we were all around. So um, again, you know, how much more can we, are we, and it almost seems like we're, we're towards, we're getting towards the end of um, either the end of the world or something may a major shift, a major paradigm shift. It I, seems I like they're trying to keep that shift from happening, that everybody here, I know that everybody in this immediate room can feel that shift is happening where consciousness is raising. And I think that the fluoride and the aluminum and the barium that is in our environment is all a, a, a ploy to stop this awakening. Because if you affect people's cognitive function, you affect their critically critically thinking processes and their ability to do so. 
They'll just sit in front of a TV and consume the news all day, and they'll want the government to take over all the things in their life. They don't want responsibility. They don't want to grow their own food, and at the end of the day, yes, I really liked that Greg brought up that it affects our food because think about how the think about the crops the crops are photosynthesizing the sun's radiation and creating food for themselves and growing to create food for us if they knock out the sun and they start blocking the sun one testosterone levels go down and all men immediately all plants will immediately be affected and and everything else Uh, at the end of the day People can call pagans like Satan worshipers or whatever, but pagans are just people that worship nature. They worship the sun. They worship the moon. They worship these different things that are just natural things in our life. And when you block out the sun, the sun gives life to absolutely everything. So uh, what I think that they're they're doing with this is it possibly could be because they are leaving a thin layer of aerosol effects up there that they could be projecting onto. But personally, I think that they could use Project Bluebeam right onto the firmament, honestly, or they figured out how to use it with the ether. Um, but either way um, – I think that they're at the end of the day trying to do do, um, do population control with this as well because they can't control 10 billion people. And I think that them saying that the population is going up is actually a lie as well. Um, I think that the population population is declining. Look at our generation, for example. Like, look at how many kids people are having. They are not having. 10 15 kids like my grandparents both my grandparents on both sides of my family actually had 15 on one family or 14 and then 16 on the other so and that's common in history for people to have a shit ton of kids look at what's happening now nobody's having kids no more and if they do they have one or two like so what's happening is they're doing a perfect general um, population control with the chemicals in the sky, with the fluoride, with the cancer caused from the radiation that's surround us from Bluetooth and 5G and 4G and 3G, and and also this to add on to it, and uh, and the fact that immediately when a child is born, the first thing and the greatest idea in the world is sh- to shoot toxic aluminum and all these other heavy metals into them. Yeah, I couldn't have said it any better, Caleb. I I do believe that it's all intertwined. We are eating these things, we're drinking them, we're breathing them, and they are trying to stop us from reaching a critical point where enough people who have common sense speak up and their little game is over. They're playing on our backs, and when the people stand up, that's when their game's over. And they're, I I don't have a doom and gloom view. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just don't. I, I feel either. as if what we're about to face is going to be a change in the world in which the powers that be lose their control. And so when, when you drop, when you bring a building down or you want to cut a tree down, you do it the way you want it to, because falling random can cause more harm than bringing it down. Right. So they're trying to control the fall right now. And they're doing so by controlling you, by putting these dangerous chemicals in your brain and getting you to be a zombie who might just end up missing out on the greatest event of all time and that's when humanity actually rises from the ashes and we take back our world yeah a good example of how human these people are these elites you should look up the video of 
Bill Gates getting slapped with a pie at a, in front of a courthouse. <laughs> Literally awesome. awesome. At the end of the day, all of these people in our government, like David Keith, going, he should be scared to go in public. And that's what we're moving towards. At the end of the day, this this podcast, I hope, is helping wake up consciousness. I hope that people are sharing the episodes, getting them to the sheet, because they we are portraying evidence that is irrefutable about this if you actually look into it and try to digest it in a, in a normal manner so um at the end of the day we've got to stop this shit we've we've got to do something and these people are human and if enough of us wake up and we say no more of this shit and we start asking who's the pilot above us flying who's in that plane we start asking the right questions People will be scared to do this to us because at the end of the day, we do have control of this if we just get the general populace to agree with us and understand what our government is doing to everyone because it is everyone. Nobody is um, is not part of this and is not affected by this. It's sprayed over everyone, and what we spray over here could possibly affect the atmosphere and the particle con- um, contents of other countries across the entire flat earth that we live on because I hate when podcasters that are flat earthers say globe and shit yeah. pisses me off so much so every time you're never going to hear me say globe the, the earth's definitely flat and um no we're not breaking the ozone with aerosols this is all just a complete gig a, a lie just like nukes just like the earth being a ball just like vaccines just like germ theory just like all of this it's all not good for us or it's just a straight up lie about what they're doing well, and to give you a little bit of an example on how stupid these people actually think we are, uh, they're finding silicone-based worms inside of people. It's called Morgellons disease. Uh, they, If you were to try to research this disease, what you would find is that they say that it's all in your mind, that you're, you only think you see it that there's no worms eating holes through your skin. Well, that, that's that been debunked, and they've actually proven scientifically that these worms from this Morgellons disease are synthetic. They're made from silicone combined with DNA, okay? And these, these worms, what I'm trying to get at is they're not spraying this out of the sky, okay? What they're spraying is interacting with our bodies because they could put one thing out, and then the the radiation from the sun, everything that we're experiencing, the things that we are interacting with, your sunlight turns sweat into vitamin D, okay? So who's to say that these different components that they're spraying out of the backs of these airplanes aren't having a reaction with your body's chemistry? They're not having a reaction with the other chemicals in your body from eating and creating a bigger problem. Nobody, you, it, they think you're so stupid that they'll, if, if you looked it up, they'll tell you that it's all in your head, that Morgellons is not a real disease. But also, if you continue to read on, you will see that, yeah, it's actually a real thing where people are actually finding these different bugs. They're saying it's a psychosis issue where people are going crazy. Uh, you're not crazy. We're being poisoned. 100%. We're 100% being poisoned. Um, I know that we are getting towards the top of the hour, um, so we are going to wrap it up and get the last final thoughts. But again, I want to quote David W. Keith, where he's literally explaining to everybody that we cannot model what we're doing in the sky. Again, David W. Keith is the main guy that does all of these aerosol injections, the aluminum in the air, the chemtrails, the, the geoengineering of our 
level Earth and our atmosphere of our level Earth, the ether, is done by him, and he has admitted the modeling can never be done. No one can model what they're doing and what they're spraying, so nobody can model the effects on the general populace. So um, I'm really glad that we got this um, information out to everybody, and we collected it for everybody for two hours so that everybody can um, digest this and um, try to understand this better so that we can, again, wake up more people because that's how we do this. So we will say it again in future episodes and now. The more you understand, the easier you will be able to wake people up to the truths of this reality so um that is going to wrap up the last hour um the membership hour and again thank you guys you guys are the best the members i love you guys i love you guys so much but um derek um greg do you guys have anything else that you want to get across to the members before we close out the second hour um just that you know i'm i'm really thankful that you guys are doing this and you know um if we are going to stop this the idea is like you said earlier we need to reach uh or we need to reach a critical mass of awareness and i think we need to start with our military brothers and sisters because um they're the ones you know the us air force and they're the ones carrying this stuff out so if we can reach them that's going to be probably our best foot forward yeah exactly and just have have an understanding for the people who are being deteriorated by the world around them. Uh, it's it's much easier said than done to say be nice than it is to actually be nice to these people who are attacking you, who are suffering uh, an extreme attack on their nervous system, on their their thought process. Uh, try to bring them out of it in a loving, kind way, where you 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 don't try to make anybody feel down, but you do get the information across because. At the end of the day, everybody is a product of their environment. And when your environment is not only full of microplastics and poisons and negative frequencies and negative people, it, it's it's going to affect you. And so we, we, as those who know what's going on, we have a moral obligation to be the bigger person, to try to spread this message in a way that speaks to people and to just try and bring as many people out of this delusion as possible using facts. And using common sense, and it's not so common anymore, but that's not to say we can't bring it back with the proper treatments. People are able to clean their brain with these pine seed oils, with the proper water, with meditation, with being out in the sun, with just proper care of your body. And so at the end of the day, all we could ask for is your support and just thank you so much for for those of you who are here. And we just really can't tell you how important you are to the world and to the people around you because you are listening, you are being active in this fight, and you are the change. Yeah, that's right. Thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah, dude, we appreciate we definitely appreciate you, Greg. Hundred percent. And um again, for everybody that listens and is even hearing this, is definitely a member and is supporting us. So again, thank you guys so much for the support. Um, we will be back next week to expose something else. We'll bring something awesome and um we will see you guys then. Thank you guys for checking out episode eleven, where me, Derek, and Greg expose that we are being sprayed with aluminum, barium, and um at the end of the day, they the government and the the people that are in control. Control. At the end, they are trying to kill us. So, um, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day, and thank you so much for the support. See you guys.